we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Wanda Lufman. We're going to be talking about not only her wonderful selection of children's books, but also two, uh, two other books that she's written on Christian meditation, a quite a turn uh, in a different direction, but both of them probably very much uh, guided by the way she feels, the way she sees things, and and uh, the drive from the heart. So she says that when you're at your lowest, who do you turn to? Who is there for you? Some are fortunate to have family and friends who come around and help them through whatever it is that need to get through. Uh, even all those people's best efforts don't always bring comfort. What happens when you truly feel alone in the darkest part of the night? When do your thoughts take you? Where do they take you? It can be a frightening place to be. Have you ever listened to a song or a sermon or a friend's words trying to find that one nugget that would ease your pain? I've been there, she says, and she has survived. She hopes to inspire others to begin their journey to God or back to God, whatever the case may be, the one and only that can truly bring peace and hope and healing love again. Uh, Wanda is an international multi-award winning author. She's been a Christian since she was three years old. She was baptized at 12 and attended Christian college in the Midwest, double majoring in psychology and sociology. She has practiced in the field of counseling for over 20 years, but she felt she really met her God in her late 40s when her pastor taught her the contemplative listening, which is Christian form of meditation. Since then, she's been on a mission to share God's love with everyone she meets. Uh, she writes fantasy adventure stories that shows lives being changed by the magic of love. And we are going to be talking about that magic of love today, because most certainly love isn't an outside thing. It's an inside thing. It's when you do connect to your divine source, God universe spirit whichever you wish to call it in your case most certainly christian god but when we choose to be present with our god when we choose to just be centered and let him in that's when we truly actually understand what we need to know when we need to know and we know we're never alone welcome to the show wonder mm, thank you it is awesome to be here now, well, I want to start with the children's stories. We'll get on to the meditation uh, once afterwards. But, you know, children's stories, I have an 18-month-old nephew who's been read to almost from the day he's been born. And, uh, you know, he's, it's obviously pictures that are there, but it's the rhythm in which his parents read or we all read to him and he has his favorite books. And you really, at that age, have no idea what they're comprehending. But they still have a favorite book. And, you know, it, what we're speaking and what he's hearing is a different thing. But there's so many beautiful messages and lessons that we can put in children's books. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, the, the inspiration behind my children's books really comes from uh, the inner child of me, you know, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I didn't realize that when I first started writing, it mm -hmm. wasn't until years into it that uh, I realized I was kind of talking 
to my inner child. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully that resonates with other children who are actually still in that stage and helps them become the people that they're supposed to be, you know. I'm always taking the child with them. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how old we get, mm -hmm. you know, how popular, how grand, or anything else we get. That inner child is always with us. And it always needs nurturing. It always needs loving because mm -hmm. it is the core of who we are. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it's sort of nourishing uh, their child that's going to stay with them the whole their whole lives. And so, you know how there's books that were um, read to us as children or we read them when we were younger and we just still remember uh, those stories and the um, messages that were in them. And it, it really uh, um, helped shape us, you know. Yes, I'm going to just mention a few of the books here. Turtle's Magic Adventure, mm -hmm. um, Haley's Halloween, uh, there's Frankie, um, mm -hmm. and there is The Little Princess. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we've got Gloria and the Unicorn. Um, we've got, get out of the way there, Little Birdie Grows Up, Frankie the Flamingo, and then you've got Sophia and the Christmas, um, I can't yep. quite read that, live show, S Snow, is it show? Um, and and <laughs> you got you know, snow bunny. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you have the treasure chest of Christmas Christmas shows, but you have like three or four of the character Frankie, which yes. is quite awesome. So, right. where do you get your inspiration from to write these? I mean, yes, you know, connecting with your inner child, but how do these characters come alive for you? Well, my very first book was the Lilac Princess, mm. and um. I mean, I've written since I was little, you know, all kinds of stories, but this wasn't till my, um, probably I was 35-ish or whatever. And I woke up and I just had this story coming to me. <laughs> it wasn't like I had dreamed it. It was just like coming. Yes. And um, Put me down, put me down on paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, my husband wanted to go to a brand new store that had opened in Orlando, which is about an hour drive away. So I grabbed my pad and paper and I said, okay, drive, I'm going to write, you know. And at the time, my daughter was five. And so when we got there, she had fallen asleep. So I told him, I said, you go in and, and go, I'm going to finish uh, writing and, and stay with her while she's sleeping. So I finished. And when she woke up, I said, hey, I have a story I'd like to read for you. So I read her, you know, the story. It was short at that time. And um, it just, it just, the entire story just flowed. I, I can't exactly say where it came from. I did, and I the channel, you channeled it from the <laughs> source right. energy, God energy, right? That's, that's that when we're is, present, that's when we get it. <laughs> that is absolutely the truth. And so I wrote it down on paper, uh, wasn't planning on publishing it. And then years later, uh, I read a book called The Purpose Driven Life by uh, Pastor Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. And it was like trying to find your purpose in life. And even though I'm a counselor and I know that's my calling, mm -hmm. there's, there was just something missing. And I realized it was to write to publish, not just yes. write for my own. Yeah, enjoyment. it's an extension of your counseling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went about making it into a, a chapter book. So it's, a targeting ages like seven through 11 mm -hmm. and went ahead and I attempted to get it published by the big five. You know, I sent it off and all those kinds of things, got a little nibble, um, but eventually decided to self-publish. Well, it was years later 
I don't know if it was maybe five more years after I had published it, I sat down and reread it. And I was like, this is actually the story of me, my, my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the story, the lilac princess, she is not allowed to go outside the castle walls because it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of wars and there's, you know, all kinds of dragons and things going <laughs> on, but she sneaks out anyway, because she has to get to those lilacs. And of course, the mean icky dragon steals mm-hmm. her away. Um, but the twist for this is she, um, you know, of course, her little boy, he's not a boyfriend, but a male friend um, who kind of helped her along the way shows up and he's going to rescue her. Um, and so they, they stab the dragon and he's dying, which I know is really scary for seven to 11 year olds. But he, as he's dying, he's saying, please, please, will you forgive me? Mm. And they can't really hear him. So they have to get close and um, they're bet, you know, he's begging to be forgiven. Well, both of them had done wrong. Mm. And so they realized they needed forgiveness too. Mm. And so they went ahead and chose to forgive the dragon. And um, that was my life story. You know, Mm. there was a big bag dragon in my life that (laughs) needed forgiving. And I didn't realize that when I wrote that story, mm-hmm. that that was my life. Um, and so I, the inspiration, inspiration definitely come mm-hmm. uh, from the one above. Um, and it, it was all about me, you know, yes. so that's how that, that particular book came to be. The other one, the second one was uh, turtles, magical adventure. Um, and my daughter actually had a turtle and we loved watching him swim and everything. And his shell was just so beautiful. Um, but I got to thinking, you know, how hard it is for a turtle. Um, they're so slow and everything. So the whole book is about how he doesn't like being slow. And so he's um, encouraged to go to the wizard to have his shell removed. So he goes on his journey and um, through various and sundry things, realizes that he really doesn't want to lose his shell Mm -hmm. and he learns to love the shell that he's in and um so it's about self-acceptance which again is another one of my yes (laughs) uh, lessons relate uh, (laughs) yes totally relate to that one and then the other one was uh and that's a chapter book too the other chapter book is uh gloria and the unicorn Mm -hmm. and this one um i ride bikes and i was riding out in the country and i saw this a pretty little pony, pretty all white pony. And I'm like, Ooh, he needs a story. Mm-hmm. And so of course in the story, he is the unicorn. And it's about a girl who, um, when she was born, um, you know, she, her face became misshapen from, mm-hmm. from trying to be born. And so, um, her mom unfortunately passes in the middle of giving birth and her dad is so grief stricken. He can't raise her. So he mm-hmm. gives her to um, a home. And that woman loves her very much. It's not a bad situation, but doesn't want to send her to school because she's afraid she's going to be picked on and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's a little bullying um, Mm -hmm. lesson in there. But eventually the unicorn shows up because all she wants to do is learn to read. And the unicorn helps her learn to read. Well, after the unicorn leaves, each time there's a little pile of dust left behind and she picks it up and she puts it in her robe pocket her bathrobe pocket well then when she's reading books 
she starts to be able to go into them because Mm. her robe makes her magical. Mm. Well, the wizards hate that. And so um, they steal away the unicorn, um, right? (laughs) And so she is so, um, you know, doesn't have a lot of self-confidence and all those sorts of things, but only she can save the unicorn. Mm. So it's, it's really about how love, her love for the unicorn helped her have um, courage mm. to do what seemed like the impossible. And um, to me, that was another one of my lessons. Like we talk about that yes. magic of love is what gives us courage to do things we might not otherwise have the courage to mm. do. You know, these children's books may be for children, but I think when the adults read them, not only is it a reminder to their inner child, but it's a reminder full stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we, yeah. we're, we so kind of, get caught up in chasing life and being on the highway of life and not paying attention to the signs of the joy or the purpose of life. And then mm-hmm. sometimes reading these things and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found that courage to do that. Or yeah. You know, I haven't had a conversation with my inner child or um, it doesn't matter what I look like. I'm beautiful anyway, you know, and it's yeah. all of these things that we take on because society is dictated that we do so and we realize is like you know like a an itchy garment that doesn't belong and it gives us courage to face things in our own life so while we're reading to the children we're actually reading to our inner child and freeing ourselves as well at the same time then being an example to our children because we were willing to take that journey and be that inspiration that gets that invitation for that child so children's Mm -hmm. books you know if you've got a chance to read to a child whether you have or not Mm -hmm. it's you know read read to your child or a child because Mm -hmm. it's it's reading to you too (laughs) absolutely yes yes those messages can sometimes get through easier to adults because they're kind of couched Mm -hmm. in like like a childish kind of style so you don't even realize that it's um speaking to you too as an adult you know yeah and you know it was as you said when you wrote the first one it was your story you know that of the unicorn your story and it's that i think you know the the best writers are when they become the story Mm -hmm. you know where you know there's a few people that set out I'm going to write about this, da, 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 and it's external. But mm-hmm. I think when, when it's written from the inside out, it is the story that needs to be told, not only for you, but mm-hmm. for anyone it resonates with out there. But if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not going to resonate with anyone out there. Right. That is so very true. Yeah, you can't just write without your own emotion and your own self going into it. And that's why writing is like so personal. Mm -hmm. And like, if people don't like your book, you're like, Oh, it's like, like, you know, hurting you because it's like, they're rejecting you and you have to kind of separate that out. But yes, yes. If you put yourself, we have no control of what other people's opinions are. And, (laughs) and that is theirs to own. Don't take it on, you know, (laughs) definitely lessons that we need to learn. Yes. Yes. So then um, I got interested in picture books and I have always loved to write poetry that rhymed. Mm. And I had a friend one time, a writer friend tell me that rhyming was childish and not real poetry. And when I found picture books, 
that do rhyme that's the whole point yes. of them is for children to learn to expect the next word by it rhyming the I'm rhythm like, of oh, life too the, right the rhythm of life <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh i found my home you know yeah. and so my very first um picture book was little birdie grows up mm -hmm. and again this was my story absolutely i have you know one child who's my biological child I have four ch stepchildren, but I didn't actually raise them. So my child was an only child at home. And when she was getting ready to leave for college, I was really, yeah. um, I was having a hard time. And I know some people, when their child is ready to leave for college, they're like so happy. They can't wait for them to leave. That right. was not my situation. And so I was beboning my feelings to a friend who said, you know, you should write a book about a little birdie who grows up and leaves the mm -hmm. nest. And I'm like, okay. So I sat down to write it and I was going to make it a chapter book like I had mm -hmm. been. And I realized in it that there were um, rhymes and I'm mm -hmm. like, wait, I think I can make this into a picture book. And so I pared it all down and, and made it into a picture book and found an illustrator and all that wonderful stuff. And I, it was my first book to win an award. It won mm. second place in an international book competition Excellent. alongside books that are traditionally published. Right. So I'm very, very proud. Yes, that's a big that achievement. Book. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I have moms who say it'll bring a tear mm -hmm. uh, when they when they read it. But um, to the kids, you know, they love it. It's all sweet and good. But the moms, they get it when they're reading it to the kids. They they go, oh, yeah, one day my child's going to grow up and leave me. Yes. You know? Well, in, in, a, in a lot of ways, when they're teenagers, they're already <laughs> leaving you. You know, yeah. because they're finding yeah. themselves and it's like, well, mm -hmm. I don't have that snuggle waggly relationship with them anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, they, you know, they don't need me as much. And, it, no. and it's that transition as they go out. Excuse me, folks, I'm a bit croaky today for some reason, but that's um, okay. <clears throat> but, it, you know, it is that kind of transition and then they go, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, but nowadays, because the rent's so high, they come back. <laughs> 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 so we need a book on that you know the, right, I don't know right. if you remember the the commercials of them hiding the butter and bringing out the margarine so the kid wouldn't stay <laughs> that's funny I love it so there's always mixed feelings isn't there but right um, but you know right. I love the fact that it's always in relation to your own story and and mm -hmm. the big thing that comes up to mind is you're allowing you are channeling you are allowing the story to come out the way it is. You're not being, I mean, the influence there, you should write a book on that. Yes. But mm -hmm. I, the, instead of it being the chapter book, oh, no, 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 this sounds rhythmic. This needs to be mm -hmm. that. And you didn't go, no, it's got to be a chapter book. You allowed yourself to go down a different thing. And that a lot mm -hmm. to do is when, when you are in faith, whatever your faith is, and you know how to center yourself and be present with self, that is when you're spoken to. That's when you mm. are guided. And for you not to fight the guidance, but go with the guidance, you know, mm. and we, and I've just done a show in meditation with the wonderful Michelle Pascal, had him back on again, and he's a meditation master, most certainly. Mm. And he talks about his meditating amongst the chaos or meditating in something we absolutely love. You know, when we are in passion of something, mm. we're in meditation. And when you're writing uh, mm. and it flows from you, it is a form, you know, you're in sync, you're in flow, you're in rhythm. It is a form of meditation itself, isn't it? Yes. Yes, for sure. It really is. 
Yeah. I mean, I will lose track of time when I'm writing. I will have no concept that time has gone by because I'm so focused and the creativity is just flowing. And I'm like, I know the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then suddenly, you know, the whole day is gone. Yes. You know, what week is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've just, um, I've been a blogger and an article writer for a long time, but I just put my hand to writing my memoir. And I thought because I have dyslexia very often, you know, the writing back to front, things like that. I thought, no, I'm not going to write it. I'm going to audio it. And then I just sat down one day and just this, oh, I'll see where it goes. And, you know, 63 words later, you know, six to 3,000 words later, yes, you yes. know, and it's like, uh, and then reading it through, it, well, it became a reveal mm-hmm. of my own life's journey because you see your life in segments, mm-hmm. right? You don't see it in the whole picture. And when I was kind of writing it, there was a lot more I, I could have said. And my brother said, no, you've got to put this in. You've got to put that in. But it was, you know, it was my observation of my life, not me reliving my life. Um, but it's still at the same time looking, oh, there's a thread here. Oh, no wonder I did this and I did that. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, when you write something down or whether you're an artist or you paint or you're a speaker mm-hmm. or a singer or whatever, when you look at the finished product, you realize what the story really is. Yes. Yes. So true. So true. That's why in therapy, um, you know, people are recommended to journal. Yes. Once you get it out, out of your head where it's not making any sense, you get it out on paper, you can see so much more. It reveals those threads and those patterns. And then you go, oh, of course I do that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You know, I've been dyslexic, you know, I realized that I couldn't express myself through handwriting until at the age of 46, I got a computer. Mm. And then suddenly the computer, because I could autocorrect and this and that, you know, I found a voice that I didn't wow. know I had. Mm-hmm. And especially as my brother is a professional writer and a pro- professor of literature, you know, master's degree and all of that. It is like, you know, uh, you know, he, he's the writer, I'm not. But there are different ways of writing. This is why we see so many books go into audio books, because mm-hmm. it is the translation of the story, right? Have you, mm-hmm. any of your books gone into audio yet? Yes, I think all of them are in audio Good. book. Um, I'm not sure if all my picture books are because I wasn't sure if that made sense really. Yes, yes. But then I thought, it, you know, it might be where a parent would want the audio book and the picture mm-hmm. book and have it where it reads. Although it'd be better for the parent themselves. Dream, yes. But, you know, it is another avenue. Yeah. Busy um, cooking dinner, the kids listening to the book. Yes. It's better right. than them smashing something up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many people today are so busy and, um, you know, like podcasting, people like to listen to it in the traffic, going mm-hmm. for a walk, doing the laundry, doing their workout. It's the same with audiobooks. you know, it's. Yes. Not everybody's got the time to sit down and read, but they can be doing something. And mm. while they're listening, they're unaware of what they're doing. Um, mm. I had nine shows last week. And so there was a lot of editing and stuff to put up. And I just put on actually Michelle's music. He's a, a singer as well. And mm. he was just, he just took me over here into that divine presence. And my mm. brain just got on and did the work. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So an audiobook can really, you know, you can read it one way, and but 
you know, when it's audioed, it's just another avenue. And really, quite honestly, we just want people to get the story in them, whichever yes. way they yeah. get it. Right. And sometimes, like, let's say you're driving on a trip, mm -hmm. it will really help the time yeah. go by. Yes. You know, you're not especially with kids in the it. car. I'll be there yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's yeah. a great way to pass the time. Yes, because um. You know, you can listen to the radio only for so long and there's the commercials and ads and things like that. And, um, you know, that especially with kids in the car, they are impatient, aren't we there? Mm -hmm. You know, we used to play I Spy, which took, yes. you know, so much time. You know, I could see this, I could see that. And then they're bored with that. Um, and of course, we played music, but having we didn't really have audio books back when my kids were young. And I wish mm -hmm. we had because it really would have being something that would have put everybody more at peace and relaxation right especially me the driver <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure because kids so, fighting in the back seat no <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so then i discovered um frankie the flamingo mm. uh, that became um my uh I, you know i love flamingos and you know flamingos have to eat a certain diet to stay pink and my daughter was a very very picky eater both my husband and I were picky eaters so obviously we created yes. a, a super picky eater. <laughs> and you know we were she was like five and getting ready to go to school the next year so we were trying to figure out what we could pack her in her lunch so we thought peanut butter and jelly that makes sense she likes peanut butter she likes jelly she likes bread well, we put it in a sandwich and, you know, gave it to her for dinner. And she sat there for a solid hour, not, not willing to try it. And uh -huh. we tried everything. Like you like peanut butter, you like jelly, you like bread, what, you know, and she just wouldn't have it. And so I always tell that story on her. She's 27 now and not, <laughs> not so picky, but that's where Frankie, the finicky flamingo came from. She was my inspiration on that. Mm -hmm. And so that was a picture book. And, um, and people just loved Frankie. And yes. so I thought I need to make him into a series. Yes. And um, so we have a really beautiful river that I ride my bike along here. And um, I was riding my bike and I saw um, some trash in the river. And I had my idea for the next book. And I called it Frankie the Thirsty Flamingo, because of course they need to drink water but his water was polluted. Mm. And so it's all about um, keeping the earth clean. Yes. Um, it's a great Earth Day book, yes. you know, to um, encourage um, children to, you know, pick up their trash and- um, And remind know, the parents. And remind the parents, <laughs> right, to, you know, just to keep the earth clean, you yes. know? And so that was that one. And then the next one was, um, I think I did Frankie the Friendly Flamingo. And he was um, truly an anti-bullying book. That is, you know, a big problem um, with our children, unfortunately. Yes. And so because Frankie, um, he um, helped another bird who was being kind of angry um, channel his feelings and, and realize that what he's doing is hurtful. Mm -hmm. um, and so then, you know, that bird uh, was able to apologize and the other bird, you know, forgave him and everybody learned a lesson about um, being kind to one another. Kindness and, and forgiveness again, the message. Kindness and forgiveness. <laughs> absolutely. Forgiveness is so huge in our lives. Oh you God, know? yes. And kindness. 
and kindness. Yes. yes. You know, if we can, if we can do that, mm-hmm. if we can offer that to mm-hmm. the world, we have done an amazing thing. Exactly. Exactly. Know? Yes. And people need forgiveness every day. You know, nobody's <laughs> perfect. And, you know, they the do <laughs> and, uh, you know, hurt our feelings all the time. And, you mm. know, yeah. And we, we do stuff where we need mm. forgiven, yeah. you know, all the time as well. So then the fourth book, um, really, uh, it was my pastor's granddaughter who uh, wanted a book about a, a crab. And so um, I did this one. It, it's kind of along the lines of anti-bullying because the crab picked on uh, a baby turtle, you know, how they're hatched mm-hmm. and they have to run to the water. Um, but I changed it to make it a little bit different so that Frankie was showing the crab, you can be big and strong, but that's not the reason to be mean. Right. It's a reason to be good and kind and use it to help others compassionate so be compassionate mm-hmm. yes and be helpful mm-hmm. instead of hurtful and so um that's kind of the lesson in there it's not just about kindness because if you are are stronger than somebody else you use that for you good. have compassion and you use yeah. it for good instead of for harm right. so those were my four frankie books i'm not sure i'm done with mm-hmm. them but that's, that's as far as i got on those. And then I decided to do a couple of holiday books. And so that's where Haley, mm-hmm. the Halloween cat and the search for Biddy the bat um, <laughs> comes from. And so that's and what age group is that for? So picture books, all my picture books are really like zero to mm. seven ish um, for parents to read to them. And then for them to eventually learn how to read it themselves. So, um, so it's more pictures and fewer words. And yeah. so Haley, the Halloween cat, she is searching for her best friend, Biddy the bat, who is nowhere to be found during the day because bats, of course, sleep during the day. And um, when they finally find her, it, it's kind of a little fun um, thing where uh, Haley's asking the the monster and the um, witch and the rat and the um, scarecrow if they've seen her friend and so they all kind of come along to help her find Biddy the bat <laughs> and um, so when Biddy finally shows up of course it's nighttime and uh, so it's really about um, friendship mm-hmm. and you know that life is just more fun when our friends are with us collaboration know? collaboration mm-hmm. apps on problem solving yes yes yes, yes. together together everybody's got a voice yes yes you don't have to do it alone yeah you know yeah my my daughter and son-in-law you know they love halloween Mm -hmm. uh and i actually i have to quickly say a funny story my my uh, grandson is 18 months old and the other day um his father pretended to be a zombie and of course he doesn't know what a zombie is right but he's walking like this and uh little rowan is just you know ah goes to his mother and then dad hides behind the corner and he grabs his mother to go and find sees him runs back screaming right eventually his dad sits down and little rowan just goes over to him and just goes ah! <laughs> screams at him with all his might and stumps his foot as if to say take that <laughs> it was just so funny it was so funny it was just adorable that is adorable <laughs> you scared yeah. me i'm going to scare you back put there you in you. your place but um 
but that's you know the uh, never seen a zombie before why would dad walking funny like that be scary you know and yeah. that's the thing there's the imagination of a child we don't know what's in their in their head right but that's what right. makes it exciting how they interpret things uh, mm-hmm. and that's so you know you can read a, a story to them and if we ask them to, to say what it's about they could come up with something you know totally different meaning yeah it's not wrong you know no reception no. is how they see it respect that yes yeah i like that thank you for sharing that because i think that's very true mm-hmm. to not discredit or yes disown their their perception and the way they're experiencing the world yeah for that story or whatever yeah yeah yep. exactly because there isn't a wrong way or wrong way, right way for a story it's how how it's interpreted right. to us where we are in that space of time and mm-hmm. how we receive it and go back and read it another time and yeah. it's seen through totally different eyes right right yeah. very much so yeah mm. so then you did so, a christmas one i did a christmas one and so that was sophia the christmas eve snow bunny and the real gift. And so that's about um, a white little snow bunny who she was an orphan. And so um, Santa brought her her um, gift that she really, really wanted, which was a red kite. And she just loved her red kite. Well, when she got older, Santa asked her if she would help him by delivering gifts to other orphaned animals. And so the fun thing about this book is she goes around the world delivering Mm -hmm. gifts to different animals. So it can be used kind of as like a geography lesson. She lands on this continent, there's these types of animals, and she lands over on this continent, there's these type of animals. What? About connection. Yeah. Making the world smaller. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that's the whole world. Um, you know, needs to be thought of yes. and loved mm-hmm. and um, especially anybody who happens to feel disenfranchised. Yeah. And so she goes around and um, delivers all these gifts and realizes that the best gift is giving. Yes. Right. Yes. And so yeah. um, the, the, the receiving that, is in the giving. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really beautiful lesson for children Mm -hmm. because so often children become selfish. They don't mean to be, they just are kind of, we generate that. that. Yeah. We generate that. Yeah. Yes. They, um, we generate that because we focus, focus, focus. Yeah. And, you know, they just think everything revolves around them and it's really important to teach them to be a little less self-centered and to think about other people and that not everybody maybe has a perfect life or a perfect family and to, you know, be um, to compassion again. and thoughtful. <laughs> yes. Be, being generous and thoughtful and um, to other people and not just Christmas isn't all about you and all the gifts you get, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, so, you know, being, you know, talking about self-centered, but we do want people to understand about the center of self you know, centering of self, that there is a difference, you know, like the importance of you is important, uh, not the importance uh, at the expense of of you. You know, we should invest in ourselves. We should nurture ourselves because the more abundant Mm -hmm. we are, the more our cup runneth over. But we've got to understand when that cup runneth over, how does it benefit everyone else? As we said, the the gift of of, um, receiving is in the giving. 
but if you're going to give all the time and not receive you then you're going to be empty right. so if you can fortify your inner self then mm. whenever you give you're always fortified by the receiving of the giving right, right. so there right. is a difference of self-centered and centering of self right which we that don't teach very good point no we don't we don't really teach self-love no um loving yourself is not wrong no it's, it's imperative not, it's imperative <laughs> yes right? and it, it's not really about pride like no. puffing yourself or ego self, yeah self-love mm -hmm. um it is more that centering of you know knowing who you are and who you're connected to yes to, to keep yourself in just this really good present space and then your cup is full and then yeah. you do have something to mm -hmm. give. But if you are giving out of um, obligation or out of guilt, expectation of what you're going to get in return, yeah. to get back, <laughs> yeah. then, then that's not the right motive. No. And it's, it, you're not going to be full and you're not going to be joyful in giving. And so those are all really good points to make about um, centering ourselves and loving ourselves, mm -hmm. which is so very important so that we have something to give, but we don't give a hundred percent of the time. No. We do have to have some time where we are, yes. you know, taking care of ourselves and making sure we're okay. Um, it, yeah, it's not meant to drain us no. our giving. You no. know, that's the more abundant healthy. we are, the more we have to share. But yeah. if we don't step into the rejuvenation of that abundance, then what have we got to give? Right. <laughs> right. And that mm -hmm. centering of yourself and allowing your God, whatever your source of energy is, um, of that alignment, like you have channeled all these books through, but what did they do? They channeled through you, but they connected with you. So you mm -hmm. related it as your story. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so, yes, the mind, uh, well, really the, the heart of you had this to say, but the soul yes. of you showed you how to say it in a way that was meaningful to you and to anyone else that resonated with it. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That is very true. I love that. <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought of that myself. So I love that. I, I, I will uh, put that in my heart because I love that. Yeah, it, but, well, it's, it is about the channeling. You're channeling the wisdom to know how to use the knowledge. But in order to channel God, whatever you wish to call, your source of energy, your source of love, it has to come through an open heart. And if mm -hmm. it doesn't resonate with the heart, the spirit doesn't know what to do with it. And the mind certainly doesn't know how to use that information. So the heart mm -hmm. needs to be open so mm -hmm. that it can feel it lifting up the spirit into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. But that mm -hmm. divine wisdom is that opening up to the God source and allowing mm -hmm. it to come through you to clarify and feed and nourish your heart so that spirit can go into action where it can extract the information from the mind that is relevant to what you need in the now. Mm -hmm. Right. That is so true. That's so profound and deep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Again, the inside life rather than the outside life, right? We live yes. a much better outside life when we come from the inside and, you know, anything yeah. that teaches our children and you know the the, the readers parents aunts mm -hmm. uncles grandparents you know <laughs> to yes, remind themselves yes. to go back to that center is mm -hmm. always important now you you wrote another book about boxes um i don't remember one about boxes okay no, but, 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 but which one no not boxes so there was something else um 
Was well, there's one. the treasure, the, the, the magic treasure unknown. chest. Is, right. are you, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, maybe the treasure chest is the one I'm looking at. Yes. Okay, so that is, it's an anthology. So it's a group of different children authors mm. who I was honored to be asked to be part of and to write a story to be included. Mm. So I have one story in that book and it's called The Mermaid and the Genie. And it's a chapter book. And it's about a mermaid who once a year, she's allowed to come on shore and she, her fin becomes feet and she can walk around and she's walking on the beach and she hits something with her toe and it turns out to be a genie lamp and out pops a genie, right? So she meets this genie and he's like, you know, what, what are your three wishes? And she's like, I don't, I don't need three wishes. I'm magical myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, so she's like, I, I'll have to think about it or whatever. So then he um, says, okay, well, I have a riddle for you. And he asked her, what is the most um, selfish thing that humans tend to ask for when, when they get me? And so she starts guessing certain things. But in the meantime, she wants to explore the island because she only has one day. So they start wandering through the island. And the parallel is like they go into a cave and then they go down a waterfall. And it's all parallel to experiences we have in life. Mm -hmm. And she's asking certain things while they're walking through these different parts of the island. And she's like, is it money? And he's like, well, no, money isn't necessarily selfish if they're using it because yeah. they um, need a home for their family or they need to feed their family. And so she asks different questions that you think would be, you know, the most selfish thing. And he explains how that's not really selfish if it's for this purpose. Yes, or that the purpose. perception of. Yes. And so they get all the way um, through and, and the day is ending. And she says, you know, I don't, I don't have any wishes. Um, but so what I'm going to do is I'm going to wish for you to be free. And so she, she sets him free from uh, being, you know, a, a genie in a lamp where he's got to, you know, fulfill wishes. And um, but, but the thing is, he needs to go and help humans. Yeah. But out of his heart that he wants to help humans. And that's what mermaids do all the time anyway. So she already mm -hmm. is going to go back to that life. Um, but anyway, it kind of teaches some lessons about what's considered selfish mm -hmm. and what's not and, um, and, and kind of the journey of life. And so it's, it's deeper than you would think, you know, yeah, so, you know, we, we, I actually I just did my own show this week. I actually did it emails versus social media, but the premises of mm. it was, is that we've become so cryptic. You know, our attention span went to seven seconds. Now it's three seconds and used to be a headline. And now it's one word or an emoji, you know, mm -hmm. and we're, we're, we're so busy chasing, 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 trying to, you know, be seen, trying to be heard, but we don't give anybody any content, mm -hmm. right? We don't ask the questions. We're not willing to take the journey of discovery. And, wow. you know, you're, you're going to miss everything mm -hmm. on your journey of the fast lane, you know, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that uh, wonderful movie Up, where the dog mm -hmm. is out there, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, yes. you know, we, we, we're doing this to ourselves. And it, it, never mind paying attention to what's around you, but you're not at all listening to what's within you. You're mm -hmm. chasing an illusion. Yes, yes, right? absolutely. So having something that requires 
the questions and what is the answer, you know, yeah. reflects back on, um, our, you know, pausing to ask ourselves questions about mm -hmm. our own lives, which, you know, I think this is something that's imperative, not only we teach to our children, but also that is something that we start teaching back to ourselves because we're losing yeah. the art of even I communicating agree. with self, never mind anyone else. Right. So yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's get you to your Christian books because you've okay. um, you've written the veil and mm -hmm. you've written the cloak. Which one came first? The cloak came first, mm -hmm. and so um, this book came to me. So uh, kind of backing up to, I had a pastor who wrote a book. Um, it's called Knowing as You Are Known, mm -hmm. and um, this was right at the time where I was starting to come to my realization that I wanted to write and publish. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I would like to read your book. And so I purchased it from him and I didn't realize it was going to change my life. And so it turned out to be, it was a 28 day uh, meditation. So it, you read um, a part of it, you know, the first part, and then he had some questions to take you deeper. And then he gave you something to meditate on. And the very first one was to meditate on the love of God. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing that, and, and I was, I guess, 47, I think is what I said um, when I first did that. That was the first time in my life I experienced actually feeling mm -hmm. God's love. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear God is love and God loves you. I never felt it yes. until I spent that time meditating. And then it just was overwhelming. You were present. You know, I was present. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that is, that's the beauty of yeah. meditation is just being present. So you can feel and experience um, God. And so um, further on through meditating, um, one of the aspects is to, um, like read a scripture and then envision being in that scene and what do you see and what do you smell and what do you hear? And so this time I was meditating on the crucifixion of Jesus. And when, um, you know, they were gambling for his cloak and the Roman soldier that won his cloak. And so I was envisioning all that and, and off my mind went into what happened when this Roman soldier took this cloak home? What mm -hmm. did he tell his wife mm -hmm. um, that how he got it, who the man was and blah, blah, blah. And so it, it was powerful, this mm -hmm. meditation. And it was right before I went to work. So when I got to work, I immediately typed it all out as fast <laughs> as I could because it was, it was special. Yes. And I left it. I didn't do anything with it for a couple of years. And then a short story contest came up and I don't like to write it like real quick for something. So I was looking for something I'd already written and I was like, oh yeah, that cloak meditation. So I pulled it back out and polished it up and I sent it to an editor who helped me like really hone it down and I uh, put it in the um, contest and it didn't win. I would like to say it did, but it didn't. Um, so I, I did call the um, lady who ran the contest uh, it was a local contest. And she said, well, it came in ninth out of 50. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'd say that's pretty good. And she said, really, you know, it's because the content is Christian and not everybody yes. is that cup of tea. And so, you know, the, the judges didn't all agree. 
And that's, that's perfectly fine. But I thought that was really good feedback. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't a bad story after all. Yeah. So then my mom, you know, she's like, you should publish that. And I go, oh, but it's just a short story. And she's like, you should publish it. And I go, okay. So I do, I go ahead and publish it. It's, you know, a really small little book. And, um, what I did is, uh, you know, wrote the whole story. And then at the very back, kind of give the prayer to become a Christian if people are interested. Mm -hmm. So I see it kind of as a book that people could give to a friend or a neighbor or something if they're wanting to share, you know, the good news of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I wrote that book. Well, the next thing that started happening was I got another idea and that was the veil. And, uh, you know, the cloak is kind of like a little minor part in the crucifixion story and kind of the veil is too it's like only in a couple of the books does it talk about um it ripping when jesus died and you know you kind of think well that's interesting that it's something that happened but it's so minor but really it kind of has a big meaning yeah and so i wrote that story about um a 13 year old jewish boy who he becomes you know a man turning 13 and how a priest chooses him to be his understudy and they are he's showing him what to do in the inner room and all that when Jesus dies and the veil opens so they are eyewitnesses to it Mm -hmm. and um, their experience and what it all means and stuff and so that is the second book and what I I call the my biblical fiction it Mm -hmm. is true but it's the rest of the story that nobody knows. That's the fiction part, right? Like what really happened. Yeah. But it's Biblical just... faction. Yeah. <laughs> Based on fact, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's me just kind of living into that scripture yes. and seeing what, um, what might have happened right. you know, to kind of bring the story alive and add depth to, um, you know, the, the understanding of Jesus's crucifixion and what he did for us. And so I, I plan to write at least 10 of these short stories. And then eventually um, I'm going to publish them each separately, but I do plan to put them all in one mm-hmm. big book um, so that it all uh, is all smaller details about um, you know, Easter and crucifixion and what it all right. means. So I have the, another one written already, but um, it'll be the next one I publish called The Stone. And that's the one about the stone that was rolled in front mm-hmm. of, um, you know, his tomb after he passes. And then um, I think the next one is the donkey. And mm-hmm. that's the donkey that he rode into Jerusalem. Um, and then there's the tree, which is the tree that becomes the cross. And then the one I'm currently writing is um, the vine. Mm-hmm. And that's the vine they twisted together mm-hmm. to make the crown. And um, so then after that, I don't know how many that winds up being, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I plan, like I said, to, to get to 10 and then um, publish it as one big book. But I'm really, really enjoying this biblical fiction mm. um, genre and how I kind of pivoted from children's books to mm. biblical fiction. Of course, I've been a Christian my whole life. And so my children's books have threads in it, of course, mm-hmm. of Christian principles and things. It, they're just not like, you know, directly about Jesus per se. Right. And I did that on purpose so that I could go to public schools and it would, you know, be a broader appeal. 
But um, then, unfortunately, my um, husband passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ago. Thank you. Um, it was um, sod- sudden. He seemed okay. And then uh, suddenly he wasn't okay. And the test revealed he had brain cancer wow. and he died within seven months. It was very quick mm-hmm. and just a very, um, he just went downhill very fast. And it was just like, you know, you're doing all you can to try mm-hmm. to help 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 and you, you're not you can't help you don't know there's nothing you can do no it's it's more loving while he's still here and helping him with the trans uh, transition really mm-hmm. you know everybody coming to terms with it and, and letting him go gracefully with love and not yes. being frantic to try and save him when you know that is not what the journey right. is mm-hmm. unfortunately I didn't realize that mm-hmm. I did not really um he did he, he the doctor said one to two years he embraced it he did all the things he needed to do but I was in the fix it we got to fix it yeah. we got to fix it and it it really took and I mean I did pray for um you know it will will he be cured and I felt like God told me this is not the end yes and so I thought okay um, so he's going to be cured. And so I was focused on that. Yes. And it really you misinterpreted. This is not the end. Mm-hmm. You are so right. I was going to get there, which I'll get there in a minute. But at the bitter end, it took a doctor really saying to me, Wanda, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And this what's happening right now is not living and yeah. help me understand that he, he was passing. Yeah. And my husband, you know, he was so I mean, even with brain cancer, he like, understood what was happening and we had a beautiful conversation where he said he was ready you know he was a christian and he was ready to go see god and you know all of that and and was uh put my heart at peace that he he was ready um and so you know at the bitter end i was like oh okay this is what's happening well probably six months later i was sitting in church and um there's a song that says something about you're a miracle worker and a promise keeper. And I just got mad. I was so mad and I was crying and I'm like, God, you promised this is not the end and you didn't keep your promise. And God said, I didn't mean that he was going to live here. I meant that he's going to be with me for all eternity. Yeah. It is not the end. Nor of his, of his spirit or his spirit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His spirit is alive forever. And, and with you and, whenever you want it to be. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, so then I was like, oh, I really did misread that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it's okay, you know, cause I think it was important for me to stay positive and all of that um, while we were going through all that. So, I mean, uh, it was okay, but, uh, but I did have to process that as part of my grief anyhow. Mm. So that is where the pivot came because somewhere in there is when I published, I'd written a cloak beforehand, Mm. but somewhere in there, I published it and um, wanted to be more direct about my faith and how God has helped me get through the grief. Mm-hmm. It is, it is really awful to lose your spouse. It is mm-hmm. awful to lose anybody you love. Yes. Um, losing your spouse where you, you are no longer, you lose, you lose your identity. Yeah. You're no longer a married person. You're now a single person. You don't want to be a single person. Mm-hmm. I don't want that, but here you are, 
you know, and, and then you don't have that person in the house to talk to anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out how to be alone with yourself and make all the decisions and do all the things. And so it it just impacts your life every, every which way. Mm -hmm. And it was huge. It was really a huge transition to go through. And if it weren't for my relationship with God, I don't know how I would have made it through. And so that was the pivot is to, you know, really put something in people's hands that I feel like is much more tangible and real um, to help them with whatever they may be going through. Mm. And, you know, the ending of the body is just that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vessel of the spirit, Karen, continues on, whether it comes back or whether it, you know, keeps ascending. But anytime we want to feel that person, we can't because they left their imprint in us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can feel them, we can have that conversation with them, them, very often we can just feel their spirit around us. And so they're never completely gone. Right. Only if we shut them out, right? And, uh, right. Uh, and, you know, even when people move on to other relationships, you can take him with you because that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is, I think it's a disservice to cut people out of your life experience Uh, because the pain is too much, because it dishonors them and the impact they had on you. It's it's hurting yourself because you need to A, feel the loss. Yes, the Mm -hmm. person is no longer there, but you need to now look at it in a different way. I may have lost the physical person, Mm -hmm. but I haven't lost the spirit of the person. And if I see the spirit and feel the spirit, then I know they're always there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that is so beautiful. I feel like you are speaking directly to my heart. <laughs> I can't. I can't even express uh, how impactful those words are to me. Um, you know, I recently was in a relationship and found myself really struggling with like, mm-hmm. how do I move on mm-hmm. from that relationship with my husband to a new relationship? Um, and I was really struggling with how do I put my husband in the past? You know, like, how do I do that? I, no, I mean, I, you're, I you're an author. <laughs> he was so many chapters of your life. Mm-hmm. He's not in these next chapters. However, mm-hmm. the influence and the love that he gave you mm-hmm. will be in those chapters. Yeah. But it isn't to stop you from having experience in your next chapters of life. Right. And it's not being dishonorable. It is carrying the essence of him and how Mm -hmm. he loved you as the baseline Mm -hmm. for how you wish to be loved. Right. And and also to know that that spirit of him, which was very much in you, will always be with you no matter who else is in your life. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. So there is not the end. It's just the end of a chapter. Right. The essence right. of who he is in your life and, and who, who, no matter who else comes into your life, but who mm-hmm. he was to you in your chapters together will never leave you. Right. Right. That is so true. And so I, I did struggle around all that. My brain, I'm like, I was like, Ooh, I don't even know how to do this. Yeah. And so I think I wasn't really ready. And I think um, I need a little bit more time to kind of grapple with some, some things um, but, uh, it doesn't mean I'm not open yes. to a future relationship. I know that I have a lot more love to give mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and will want that in my life, but I don't think it's for right now. I mm-hmm. think I have 
some other things I need to do before then. Um, I'm definitely loving my freedom and I love travel and my aging parents are here who um, I am helping take care of. Mm -hmm. And so there's other things that are really kind of a priority. And then, you know, but, but the at the same time, you know, no, 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 the, the time could be right anytime. And if this it's right, true. it will fit into your life, no matter what's yeah. going on. You're, so don't, you're right. don't switch that channel off. Okay. Just say right. that channel is open to the right person that can fit into my current circumstances. This is true. This is very true. And, and I do believe that, that that's something that could happen. Um, you know, and I do think if it's quote the right person, um, I will have less conflict about whatever emotionality. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is always the guilt. Should I be happy that they've gone? And that again, forgive mm -hmm. yourself. There's nothing there to forgive. You loved yeah. him, and mm -hmm. you still love him, and you will always carry that love forth with him. But as you mm -hmm. said, you've got so much love to give. Don't mm -hmm. be selfish with that love. Share it for someone else. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, I think all those pieces will fall into place when it is the right person. Yes, just um, be open, think, open. God will know. Right. God, God will know. know. When you are yes. present, when that channel is right, you know, we right. very often have to wait for the synchronicity of somebody that they know they want us to meet, but something's mm -hmm. going on in their life, something's going on in your life, and when the time is right, but you've always got to be, in, never dictate the time, mm -hmm. always allow, because when God brings it to you, it will always be the right time, even if this it doesn't so feel like it. <laughs> right, this is so true, and I think for me, I, I felt like I was open to the idea if God brought somebody into my life and this person was somebody that I did meet in church and it, it just kind of flowed. And so I thought mm -hmm. God was bringing him, but God has showed me that just because somebody shows up in my life yeah. doesn't mean they're the right person. I right. still, you know, have to, it has to, it has to fit for me. It has yeah. to work for me. Um, and, and not to deny my own authenticity. And so I've learned a whole lot. Right. <laughs> you know, well, it's, Lord, it's when the core of you mm -hmm. can't find any argument, then mm. you know, it's right. Yeah. But if I the core that. of you, which is, you know, God's core is that's your, your connection with God at the very core of you, that's your generator, that's your love, that's your conscience, that's your wisdom. When that has no argument, you know, it's right. If mm -hmm. there is still, I can find argument here. Uh, mm -hmm. Then there comes the question, is it just the mind finding the argument or is there really something missing here that is not making the core feel whole? Right. 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 Yeah, I love that. I think the thing is, you know, I was married 24 years and, you know, I'm in my 50s and it's like, I don't know how to date, you know, <laughs> I don't I, know how to I'm date 68, love. Date. I don't know how to date either. So. <laughs> I've been single so, for a long, you know, time. Of, a long time. So all of that is kind of new and figuring it out. And we just you know, got to be open out. and willing. Yeah. Open and willing. Who I am you know? now. Yes. You know, well, that is stepping um, into your presence, your whole Christian mm -hmm. meditation. And the way yeah. you write, everything that comes out mm -hmm. of you comes from the presence. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the gift of God's message the presence. When you are present mm -hmm. with yourself, you are open to receive. And mm -hmm. in that presence, you are the truth. You are the love. You are the peace. You are the wisdom because that mm -hmm. is your unison with God. So whenever mm -hmm. you get confused over anything, be present with yourself because mm -hmm. there you will always see the reality of the truth in that right. presence. Mm -hmm. But you can't see it 
when it comes to the mind or the conditioning, we can only see it when we're in God's presence, mm -hmm. which is the presence within ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. And, and I, I really kind of was not being honest with myself is what I felt in that relationship. Yeah. And I kept struggling until finally I got honest. And then I realized this relationship was not right for me. And I misunderstood thinking of, because it, it happened in church that it was of oh, God. Right. And you just have to realize that's not the truth. So, um, yes. so, you know, I, I learned so much, so this is all good. And that's it's what life good. is about learning, yes. evolving. Yes. And, you know, and again, when we, just as you've challenged your books and each time you've written, you know, it's, it's written itself. I don't know where this is going, but this is this going here. This is going there. That's transpired here mm -hmm. for the same way you do your books, do your life. Yeah. Yeah. That is wisdom right there. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's in the spirit, you know, you're, you're in that spiritual place when I am, yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah. writing. Yes. And yes. And yes. that actually is a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think meditation has to be something of cross legs from and ha. You could be at one with nature. You could be swimming. You could be doing anything. It's where you find you are open and ready to receive God's presence. Mm -hmm. Right. When you feel at one with them, when you where you feel where you can see the whispers between the words. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you know that you know what you need to know when you need to know it. That is, I don't need to to question this. This is truth. Mm -hmm. Right. But it, right. Only, it only comes when you are at one with and that mm -hmm. and you can only be at one with when you are present with self. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, and is that so in true. itself is a form of meditation. Right. 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 And that that is what I learned from my pastor's book mm -hmm. um, on meditation is being present. Yes. We, we don't we don't do that. We no, live we in don't. the future and we live in the past. We don't live in and we the live in the present. conditioning around us, the expectation mm -hmm. of what's around us. And let's look right. at society today. It's megally screwed up. Why? Because we're living in an illusion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. We're and not so connected in. We're not connected. And and some of that has to do with slowing down. Yes. You know, slowing down and, and, and pausing for a moment and, and unplugging, you know, from the world mm -hmm. and taking the moment to, you know, like you said, connect, you know, spiritually. And it's it's really beautiful when you can do that. It, yes. It's just it, it changes it. Like I said, it changed my life and it, it continues to change my life because it's a, a daily practice, you know, and anytime uh, you get confused, right? Mm -hmm. Slow down, mm -hmm. slow your words down, mm -hmm. slow your breath down, mm -hmm. right? Find the presence within. And then whatever's happening around you, because meditation is about doing it in silence is being able to find yourself and your presence amongst the chaos, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's being able to call on that God's essence and wisdom anywhere at any time, no matter what's going on. Absolutely. And you mm -hmm. do that when you bring yourself down, quieter, more deliberate. And as I said, when you speak, uh, and whatever flows from you, the words are saying one thing, but the whispers are saying something else. Mm. And, you, and you hear those whispers or you feel those whispers mm -hmm. because that's the subliminal divine truth that you, your heart and soul needs to hear. Mm -hmm. 
that is that form of oh, meditation yeah. and we need to do it every day every uh, day but not force it just right. be it become it become yeah. the presence of it that mm -hmm. this is where my nectar is this is where my being is this is my rejuvenation mm -hmm. right and when you're in that state of presence everything about you becomes clearer right right that is so true so true because i mean god is love yes and when we can center ourselves in mm -hmm. his love you know we have peace we have security we um we don't clarity have, <laughs> yeah we have clarity we don't have fear and worry right you know we have trust mm. we have joy mm -hmm. you know it's it's all the things that are good yes and like if we settle into god who is love yeah you know and any religion that so, tells so you God is about sacrifice or conditioning and you've got to love God in this way or, you, you know, you're against God, um, mm -hmm. for me, is a false religion because mm -hmm. God is utterly and truly completely about love. Mm -hmm. And, and it, he has absolutely no care of what vessel you're in. Black, white, pink, polka dot, no matter what it, right. you're in, right. God connects with your love essence. God mm -hmm. ignites that love essence. And when you learn to love you, you are loving God through you, with you. And mm -hmm. that is the truth of God, no matter which God you worship. Right. And then that, like what we talked before, when your vessel is full mm -hmm. of love and you, you have God's love loving you mm -hmm. and you loving you, then you have it to give yes. to the rest of the world. In spades. In spades. <laughs> yes. yes. And in books. Yeah. More and more books. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because that clearly is your God language. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the art of the writing, even though it's a reflection in you and what's around you and lessons learned, it is your mm -hmm. God language that is channeled through you to yes. be to be the teacher in the world mm -hmm. through the books of God's mm -hmm. love. Or lo you know, you can't say I love God, but I hate myself. Right. And then no. you are disconnected. It's right. when you are truly loving yourself for who you really are. Yeah. You know, for the beautiful essence of you, that's when you truly are loving God. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is so true. So true. Just like my pastor's book, Knowing as You Are Known, mm -hmm. that that is the whole like God knows you. Yes. You know God, then you know yourself as God knows you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a yes. circular thing. It's beautiful. It is. It's, it's the beautiful. connection. Uh -huh. It's the it's the generator, yeah, of yeah. who we are and why we are and what and what fuels us to do mm -hmm. what we need to do. It is right. our meaningful purpose. It is yes. our service, mm -hmm. right? Our service. It is our yes. instrument in life. And the more we mm -hmm. open up and center ourselves to receive this, the more we're going to be actually understanding what that meaningful purpose is. And it will mm -hmm. not be a chore. It will not be anything yeah. that takes energy from us. It will mm -hmm. be something that we feel abundant and exuberant in mm -hmm. because this is our instrument to share. Right, right. Yeah, our gift to the world. You yes, know? we yeah. are the gift to the world. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about what our gift is, it's we are the gift to the world. And when you become Absolutely. a gift to yourself, then you realize you are God's gift. God's gift yeah. is you. Right. Right. It's, right. it's, it's a collaboration. It is a collaboration. <laughs> and it's so true because recently I had um, a younger person who's getting her master's in uh, mental or guidance counseling. I, I can't remember which one. Um, they're related. And she interviewed me. And I told her, you know, it's not so much about the theories and the techniques. Yeah. It is you connecting with that client 
you are the tool. It's yes. not all that other stuff. Hundred million percent. Yes. That helps heal the other person. Yes. And it's it's that authentic connection yeah. with the client and you know, loving them with a uh, you know, like God's love, that pure love that allows them to then face their own issues and heal them yeah. and grow. And so we are the gift. We're the we tool. Are. You, you know, know? I, I have an analogy that I use virtually in every show because it's very poignant, is that we are in self-discovery of what our gift is. What is our instrument? How do we play it? How are the many ways we can play it? Mm-hmm. Then we join an orchestra where each one of us and our own beautiful divine gifts can come together mm-hmm. in harmony mm-hmm. and create a symphony that resonates out in invitation and inspiration to others. Mm-hmm. But that orchestra is only as good as everyone's participation right as as right. good as each person's instrument is that's mm-hmm. where the harmony comes in because yes. each instrument is coming with that state of love mm-hmm. and that love is dancing in harmony and resonance that then exuding out mm-hmm. we need to discover what our instrument is yeah. what our gift is and it comes through mm-hmm. you and it becomes you mm-hmm. and you are the instrument it's not and yeah. anything else that you pick up outside are just little tools that you use to hone that instrument that's all mm-hmm. absolutely i remember when i read that book the purpose driven life and i was trying to figure out what my purpose was when i realized it was writing to publish it was like i'd come home mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. sort of like you you'd known it mm-hmm. the whole time but somehow yes. you were blinded to it. Yes. And somehow the veil was broke, you know, yeah. broken and lifted. And you're like, oh yes, of course. That's what I love to do. I've yes. always loved doing this. And now I can, you know, do it and and um offer it to the world. Exactly. So that it can help other people. Yeah. So, you know, the Christian meditation isn't a limitation of Christianity or come to Jesus or go to hell. It is about the meditation of living in a state of meditation which is a state of presence Mm -hmm. and allowing god to come through you allowing god to be with you because it is that collaboration it is that unison of Mm -hmm. your beautiful instrument and him the conductor right right that's so beautiful that's a great analogy and when we're in that when we are in our artistry that's when Mm -hmm. we're truly present and that's truly where our meditation lies yes yep that is very true. So it's that unison with God. Mm-hmm. So how do people find your books and how do they find you? Okay, well, all my books are on Amazon um, or, of course, or, <clears throat> excuse me, Barnes and Noble. I think. Um, oh, I'm going to yes, need yep, to your Barnes and Nobles. Right, you're on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And, and you and are on Word. Mm-hmm. I think I've even seen them on walmart.com and target.com. I mean, okay. anywhere you can find books, right? Um, they're available. Um, of course, uh, you could um, get them directly from me. It's a little bit harder for me to mail it to mm. you depending on where you are. Um, so it's probably better to, you know, order it from Amazon or something. Unless like they that. want a signed copy and then they, can, right. then they can send you the book on the cost of sending it. Right. 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 Copy. And yeah. I do have a way to do that through my website if mm-hmm. they are interested in that. So, And the website is? So it's www.wandaluthman.wordpress.com. Can you spell your name for people who are listening, please, love? Yes. So Wanda is W-A-N-D-A. 
A. Luthman is L-U-T-H-M-A-N. And that's .wordpress.com. Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're a W Luthman on Facebook and you're a Wanderloo 64 on Twitter and you are W Luthman on Instagram. You're also on Goodreads as well and also mm -hmm. on the red cover books, um, which is redcloverreader.com slash AU slash Wanderluthman. And then the whole list of your books is here as well. So people can see all about them. So, yeah. you know, we, we've got Christmas coming. A book should be given anytime for any reason, but we mm. do have Christmas coming up. Yep. You know, what age group do you have over you? Do you know somebody who's become a new grandma? Give them the book to read to the grandchildren. You know, people mm -hmm. become new parents. So, you know, kids don't need another big bashing toy. You know, books, books, books. They keep on giving. They keep on giving over and over and over again. So, mm -hmm. you know, a series of the books, um, you know, the Frankie series or the whole book series or whatever. And, and mm -hmm. when you, as you said, when you know somebody that's feeling a little lost, that doesn't know how to find themselves, Mm -hmm. Then, you know, the veil or, or the, the cloak, you know, just short stories of how to reconnect and how to understand yeah. we are the solution to the world when we are a solution unto ourselves. And that solution is in collaboration with God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which yes, is what very much. Yes. Thank you for writing all these books. You have to come back oh. again down the road when you've written a few more. We'll, we'll uh, talk about those as well. I love okay. it when people you know, channel their purpose, you know, when somebody is living their truth and mm -hmm. doing what they're doing because they've been divinely guided. Mm -hmm. And you know also that whatever they are guiding and whatever they are doing, there will be an essence about it that will be very transcending, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. It's not more than just the story in the pretty book that, as I said, the whispers in between the words. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, which is always beautiful to give. So, Thank you so much for sharing here today, Wanda. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so wonderful and enriching for me too. <laughs> I just uh, appreciate you so much. Thank you. Right back at you, love. Right back at you. And thank you for allowing yourself to go on this journey without mm. blocking it or, you know, think I'm not a real author. I'm not at this. There were so many people go through it. Uh, an author is a person that allows the love to come through them and put mm -hmm. that love on word um, on a page in whichever way it's meant to be so you right. know that that is an author so right. thank you so much and until next time remember these books christmas uh, great time to give and uh, uh, you could buy the whole book series and share it with the whole family and they can rotate it amongst the kids right mm -hmm. there's lots of ways of doing this you can donate them to your local school or preschool mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. or church or community center right there's if you're looking at how to give this year well a the giving of a book to someone you know personally but also giving it to a, a society you know that maybe need these books that really can't afford them so there's mm -hmm. many many ways you can help folks so until next time happy reading bye for now we hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment.